You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It's nine minutes now before five o'clock. We're in conversation next with Yershin Pile, Chief Executive Officer of the Chemical Industry Education Industries Education and Training Authority. So with the start of the 2024 academic year looming, especially for those who will start a new life as students in institutions of higher learning, we examine the role of the Chemical Industry Education and the Training Authority in addressing the high unemployment rate as they intend to assist the class of 2023 in relation to this issue. Yershin Pile now joining us on the line. Yeshin, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Alvin. Good afternoon to your listeners. Thank you so much. So we've seen, of course, the the high numbers of people that have applied for um, placements in universities. I think uh, the University of Johannesburg has said that they got something close to around 600,000 applications. Um, before we deal with what what the training authority is offering, what's your assessment about what's happening with the TVET colleges and are TVET colleges slowly gaining popularity? Is there a change whatsoever, considering, again, the high application numbers that universities are receiving? Well, I think there is a change. Um, and we, we see that in you know youth wanting to take opportunities uh, and to actually apply and make a change for themselves and be part of something of contributing in some form or the other. I think what we need is to accelerate that pace of change uh, and to open the doors to many more who require that kind of support. Um, now, we, we can't do this alone. Um, neither the private sector nor the public sector has the resources or the capabilities to absorb uh, what is actually 3.3 million young people between the ages of 15 and 24, according to the latest data from Stats SA, who are not in employment, education, or training. And so what we simply need to do is to really accelerate the pace of change, uh, accelerate the rapid uh, you know, opening of these doors, working together, I think, in collaboration uh, with all sectors joining hands to say this is what our contribution will be. But the change is there, it is real, uh, it simply needs to be accelerated. Uh, um, the other day when we were speaking again about um, the University of Johannesburg and those high applications, one of the suggestions that I was making on, on X was that um, is there space to to rethink how um, the, what the what the future of higher learning is? And the emphasis being placed on um, colleges of specialization that are linked to industry and where the industry itself also has a role to play within um, the college as well, being part of the research departments and so forth. Is there a way to reimagine what colleges look like? Absolutely, Aldrin. And, you know, we live in a digital first, digital era. And so we see a lot more, uh, and this is mainly as well globally, uh, a lot of uh, access to opportunities online, online education, uh, you know, one uh, being through short skills programs, for example. We run a number of short skills programs in collaboration with industry where, you know, one is skilled maybe as, uh, you know, in the explosives industry uh, or some simply a class uh, practitioner. And you are able to work closer with the industry and access the, whether it be an internship or whether it be a job placement opportunity. For example, we have a lot of uh, three centers of specialization uh, that looks at training artisans in collaboration with industry. And when these artisans are trained, and this could be an unemployed young person who is trained as a welder in collaboration with industry, 
um, and so is then placed in a workplace, uh, whether that be, you know, uh, in our case, in the oil and gas sector, for example. Uh, so I, I do think you're correct. We need to reimagine, um, you know, higher education. We need to reimagine um, what is possible out there. And we need to look at what technology and what the online opportunities are available. In some countries, for example, people see no reason when there are no opportunities for engineers to go into a TVET college, be trained as a welder or chemical plant operator because there are opportunities uh, in, in those fields. So I think it's about reimagining uh, for a digital world and looking at some of the skills that are available. And just to give you some information, you know, in the petroleum subsector, which we are responsible for, oil and gas, they, the occupation that is in the most demand uh, is that of a data analyst. Um, so, you know, there's high frequency or high vacancy rates for data analysts, uh, for example. And so those are, you know, unemployed youth who can be trained as data analysts and then placed in, in oil and gas companies. And speak to us about the memorandum of understanding that you've signed with the China European International Business School and how that would then play a role in what the CETA is trying to achieve. As part of uh, innovating for impact, uh, we are looking not for uh, training for the sake of training and contributing to this revolving door syndrome of unemployment. What we're looking at is training for absorption, for ensuring that one is not only trained to be a job seeker, but also to be a job creator. So we're focusing a lot as well on training small businesses in the chemical industries, chemical entrepreneurs as SMMEs and so that uh, they can create the jobs that we need uh, because currently the con you know, economic growth is stagnant. Uh, so we don't just have a growth problem, but we have an innovation problem. And so what we've done is to, so to sign an agreement uh, with the China Europe International Business School to uh, train chemical entrepreneurs, uh, both in South Africa and in Ghana, to drive pan-African skills development uh, at a global scale. We've started off with 30 of these entrepreneurs Many of them uh, supplying, producing chemical products such as chemical cleaning agents, etc. And uh, they've gone through a program. Thirty of them have graduated uh, just recently with innovation skills uh, that they are then able to use to access new markets, whether it be local or international markets, and create the jobs uh, that we need. So we're hoping that this group of thirty young entrepreneurs will have a multiplier effect and create the hundreds of thousands of jobs that we need for those uh, who are unemployed out there. Is the CETA able to, because, the, and, and, and the other thing about, you know, sometimes when you speak about, for instance, with the TVET colleges and so forth, is um, um, the, the, the unfair sometimes, I believe, uh, with business being unfair on, on the work that's being done, by um by the by the TVET colleges, the work sometimes also being done by CETAs because sometimes there is the reportage that will happen about uh, let's say for instance corruption that will be taking place in the CETA, but we're not necessarily following the story about the number of people that have gone through the CETAs and also how the CETAs have been able to change not only that individual's lives, but the five other people that are linked to that particular individual. Um, does the CETA look at that at all? Do you have data to say that this is how we've changed the lives of young people? Absolutely, Alden, and, and you're quite correct. Uh, so on the one end, yes, we need to be compliant. So compliance is very important. In fact, as the chemical CETA, we achieved our first clean audit outcome to show that you know we are able to manage our finances, we're able to manage our resources, 
in a manner that we're able to account for every cent. And so we've combined that though, because we're not in the business of compliance. We are, in fact, we're not even in the business of skills development and training anymore. We're now in sustainable livelihoods. That means we want to improve the quality of life. So what we have done is to collaborate with the private sector as well and look at how best can we you know, improve the quality of life. Now, in saying that, we supported 49,652 youth, unemployed community members, especially in rural communities, with opportunities in the last financial year, with our budget of 420 million rand. However, what it seems like a drop in the ocean because we have 3.3 million, as I mentioned, who are unemployed. And so because that impact is not felt, we are not making a significant impact and we cannot do so with limited resources. The only call and therefore that we've made is a call to collaborate because it is only when we pull our resources together will people then be able to recognize the role that CITAs are playing together with the role that all you know, sectors in society, including the private sector, are playing. So yes, the work is done. Sometimes the results cannot be seen because we are scratching the surface and not really making a dent on this bleak picture of poverty, unemployment and inequality. Yeshen, thank you so much for your time. Yeshen Pile is the Chief Executive Officer of the Chemical Industries Education and Training Authority.